0: Welcome to Mast Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective for these next two hours. My name is Colleen Kelly Mast, and I'm here for you every week, offering you free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. So give us a call. Your calls drive the show. You decide what the topics are today dial this toll-free number anytime in the next two hours, but start early if you want to get on. The number is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. And what happens when you call that number? Well, Melissa will answer the phone, and she will tell you this is Ave Maria Radio, and you tell her your first name where you're calling from, or the name of the radio station you're listening to, and then tell her the topic of your question. You don't have to tell her the whole problem, but just tell her the main topic, and uh, she will put it on my board and send it over from Michigan here to Illinois, and I will take you when it's your turn. So give us a call with your question or personal problem as you're trying to live out your faith. Maybe you have a question about living the faith itself. Maybe you're new to the faith or maybe you're coming back to the Catholic faith. Maybe you aren't even Catholic, but that's okay. We have listeners that are Protestant. We have listeners who are Jewish. We have many listeners who are Catholic. We have listeners who hmm, were baptized Catholic and might not be practicing. But um, everybody can benefit from listening to this show. So this is massed Appeal where you get free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. This is Colleen Kelly Mast, and the number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. I've been married for decades, I can say now. I have five adult children and seven grandchildren so far. And I've been on Catholic Radio here for 24 years offering advice. And I'm also a certified life coach. And I have clients of all ages, from teenagers through 90 years old, um, helping people make changes in their lives that they want to make or uh, setting goals or improving their relationships or solving problems from a Catholic perspective. How do I love this particular person? I'm also the author of Love and Life, a Christian Sexual Morality Guide for Teens of Sex Respect, the Option of True Sexual Freedom, and Love Ed, a video discussion series for parents with their younger children. I had the privilege of being in Indiana this past Monday at St. John the Evangelist one of the the amazing parishes of the Midwest here St. John Indiana has a, a has wonderful ministries it's almost a destination parish for those people in Indiana and people move from Illinois just to go there so I launched our Love Ed program with a parent night we had parents of all different ages there just learning how do I answer my children's questions That I never would have thought of when I was a child. And how do I keep them innocent but not ignorant? How do I give them a simple answer that's truthful to a question that might be coming up without giving them too much information? One of the participants in our seminar Monday was a woman who teaches nursing at a college. And she said, I know the big fancy language. She goes, but how do I explain this to my 8-year-old? And that's what we did there at our Love Ed Parents Night at St. John the Evangelist this past Monday. So my Love Ed program helps you do that. There are five Love Ed Video seminars that your parish could put on one is just a parent night for parents of kids age two through fifteen, and the other four seminars are parent child seminars, level one boys and girls separately for pre puberty like ages nine to eleven, and level two for at puberty, maybe ages twelve to fourteen gender specific so check that out on my website respect the number four the letter u dot com respect dot com So my background is a teacher, so if those of you have uh, struggling with questions about teaching or maybe teaching religious education, maybe I can help you with that as well. Um, I have a master's degree in health education and teaching certificates in health, science, physical education, and theology. I've been on Oprah and Raldo and 60 Minutes and Steubenville Youth Conferences, and I had the privilege in 1989 of being on Mother Angelica's show. Mother Angelica live, and she was live, and I think I had a live baby in my womb. I think my, I was maybe six months pregnant with my fourth child. So it's been a privilege to, to serve Catholic Radio for quite a long time. But for now, I'm here at your service for the next two hours. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. This is Colleen Kelly Mast, life coach, radio show host, author, speaker, mother, wife, ready to help you today at 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. I usually like to start off with some lessons we receive Either coming up this weekend or some we've had this week in scriptures. And I have so many of them tabbed in my uh, Magnificat this week. And uh, there's so many things that we can learn. But today's particularly, I thought I'd start with, is about being trustworthy in small matters. And that gives us God's trust and we will be given greater matters. And I think of that in my own life, especially I was a teacher and that's all I wanted to be a teacher and a mom. And, uh, He thought, "Mm, I can trust her with the deposit of the faith. Back in the mid-80s, even the late 70s, right when I got out of college. And so God just kept adding a little more and adding a little more. So here I am from a a high school religion teacher or first starting really from a second grade teacher a seventh and eighth grade science teacher science and health and religion teacher and then to a high school religion teacher and uh, grew from there and there to people said can you write this down and that's how I became an author it's being trustworthy in those little matters and, and God just would ask me could you do something a little bit bigger a little bit bigger and now here I am helping you as a life coach and author and a speaker and here on Catholic Radio give us call at 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK, and here's some of our lesson, this was in the, the meditation, this morning's meditation, the Magnificat, and I read these ahead on Thursdays when I go to Adoration, but a Dominican priest, Father Bonaventure, helped us see how our little crosses, help us carry our bigger crosses and draw us closer to Christ crucified if we want to be like Him. So think of these problems that you're facing today. We'll look at them in a new light and see if they're little crosses, see if they're big crosses, and see if, how they can help us grow. So, um, Father Bonaventure says that in His tender mercy, so this is God being merciful to us, the Father trains us to carry the cross. And I think of that coming from a large family, how you had a lot of crosses to, to bear. Like being the last one around the table and everybody ate the, all my brothers ate the food before the plate got to me. Things like that. So God begins with light crosses, he says. And if the soul responds and is generous, he gives heavier crosses. Each one bringing so much more light, love, trust, and happiness. And I like that part because instead of... Shirking away from the cross, we think, "Oh no! If I get, a, if I do well with this little cross, what if He gives me a heavier one?" You want that to happen because each cross we receive, whatever problem that you're facing today, when you look at it in light of God's love, you will get more light, more love, more trust, and more holiness. Think about that. Look at, look back on your life, the difficult times you have. If we embrace it rather than resist it we will be more holy. Father Jacques Philippe says that if we resist our suffering, we double our suffering. If we embrace our suffering, we will grow closer to Christ. So God acts in this way, he says, because this is um Father Bonaventure, not Jacques Philippe again. He acts in this way because if he were to impose a heavy cross on us without preparing us first, we would be crushed by it. So therefore, we must appreciate our little crosses As signs of his will. So think of the crosses you're facing now. How can this be God's will? (laughs) Give me a call, let me help you with that. The number is 877 573 7825. 877 5PEP Talk. This is Colleen Kelly Mast on Mast Appeal. All right, so this is God training us for heavier. more sanctifying crosses. So these small crosses are signs of His will to train us, to strengthen us. Just as you work out physically to get your muscles stronger, God is giving us a workout so we can handle more sanctifying crosses. Not punishments, not torture, it's not God imposing difficulties on us on purpose, but to help us grow more holy. So people are increasingly faithful in little things, are always found ready because that's tomorrow's gospel, be ready, right? Stay awake. <laughs> so, so we will always be ready when God tries them severely. Ouch, I think of some of the severe trials I've had in my life. So as to sanctify them more deeply. So God wants us to be holy and crosses will make us holy. His cross made us holy. And us embracing our crosses will make us holy. So this allowing of ourselves to be formed and trained is a lifelong necessity because throughout our whole life we have to be sanctified or made Christ-like. So these basic truths help us accept our Father's will at all times and in all circumstances, just as our Master teaches us by His Word and Example. So they have lifelong applications and we're capable of ever-deepening acceptance. Well, think of those crosses in your life, the little crosses, and how it strengthened you for the next cross and the next cross. And you have ever-deepening acceptance now of whatever God might send you in your life. So often we might think that we may have really embraced God's will, and we have, so far as we knew what His will was. But then we find that His will makes us even heavier demands and that a new act of acceptance and union is required to meet them So, those ever increasing demands made so insistently and yet so tenderly by God have but one purpose and a loving purpose not to punish us but to empty our will of ourselves and make it much more capable of divine love empty our own will Help us accept and love God's will, both in receiving it and giving it, for we know that we can only give it in the measure we have received it. So, if we live this truly childlike life, and we glorify the Father as the Son did by doing His will in every detail, with the utmost love and fidelity till the end, then, at the moment of death, we should be able to say with our Lord, I could cry when I think of it. I've done what you wanted. Let us be ready for that moment. It should be the crown, the consummation of our whole life, but it can only be that if our whole life beforehand has been glorifying God and doing His will to unite ourselves with His Son. So how do we accept His will? First by those little crosses, and then by embracing the bigger ones. And God will give us the strength, the light, the courage, and the love that we need. Give us a call. Whatever cross you might be facing right now, let me help you take a look at that. How can we grow stronger with today's crosses? Give us a call with your question or personal problem. This is Colleen Kelly Mast on Mast Appeal, and your calls drive the show. You decide what the topics are today, so call now. 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK, and we'll be back with your calls in just a moment.
1: This week on Christ is the Answer, Father John continues with his series on the Theology of the Body. The Theology of the Body's books and teachings were developed from five years worth of homilies presented by Pope St. John Paul II. He preached about the dignity and beauty of our physical form, which is the image of God reflected in our very existence. Join us this week as Father John shows us the glory in our creation. Tune in for Christ is the Answer, Monday through Fridays at 11 a.m. on Ave Maria Radio.
2: We have something that stands in utter contrast to the lies of this world. It's called the Word of God. The Word of God is what demolishes all that sets itself up as an opponent to the good, the true, and the beautiful. All that sets itself up as an opponent to Christ Jesus. The Word of God is given to us so that we have something to hold on to that's true in all circumstances. We always have a place where we can wash ourselves in the regenerating waters of Scripture. We have a place to retreat to, where we can cling to what is true. The Word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of the soul and spirit, of the joint and the marrow, and it's a judge and critic
3: of the thoughts and attitudes of the heart.
1: Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays from 4 to 6 on Ave Maria Radio and the Ave Maria Radio app.
0: Welcome to Mass to Peel, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show with your question or personal problem, as you're trying to live out your faith, or just survive some days, the number is 877-573-7825, pep talk If you need some coaching, I'm a life coach. I'm a teacher, an author, a speaker. Whatever you need as you're facing today's life's problems, I'll maybe offer you some solutions, maybe some consolation, some understanding, some prayer. The number is 877 573 pep talk got an email after last week's show. from, I won't say the name, Um, but she said, I'm listening to your Saturday show, and a caller expressed that she's waiting for her ex-husband to change so her family can be put back together. And she said, I just wanted to share a beautiful song called While I'm Waiting by John Waller. While I'm Waiting by John Waller. I'm going to look that up. This song was featured, she says, in the movie Fireproof with Kirk Cameron. And I have seen the movie Fireproof several times. Actually, I've given marriage retreats on the movie Fireproof and written discussion questions to go with Fireproof and written talks around the the movie Fireproof and recommended see the movie Fireproof. So she says, whenever I'm having a difficult time waiting for something to happen or waiting for God to answer my prayers, I listen to that song and the words, and it helps me very much, and it might help your caller who is waiting for her ex-husband to change. And then she said, thank you for all that you do. So, you know, it wouldn't hurt any of us to watch that video again. I'm sure it's a free download from somewhere now. It might be in your parish library called Fireproof. And it is an amazing, life-changing video for married couples. If you can get your husband to sit down and watch it with you, or husbands, if you can get your wife to sit down, because she'll think it's a masculine thing if it's called Fireproof and it's about firemen. But it really it's about bravery and courage to overcome difficulties in life. Actually, in the story, I believe Fireproof is the one where the wife is um, in the in, um I think she's a doctor, and she is having an emotional affair with someone. And the the husband is addicted to pornography on his computer. And she's waiting for him to come back to her, and waiting for him to realize what's wrong. And so I, I have a favorite scene in the Fireproof movie uh, where he conquers his, uh, pornography habit. So if you haven't seen it yet, it's a movie's probably hmm, 10 or 15 years old. Fireproof with Kirk Cameron and our uh, the gal who emailed us, our listener said, "Go ahead and listen to that song if you're waiting for someone to change or waiting for something to happen, listen to that song while I'm waiting" from the movie Fire- Fireproof. So thank you so much for that email and that recommendation. I know the movie, and I'm sure that song would be helpful to any of us. So, thank you so much. Got another email this week. that said, what do you do in a holy hour if you're new to adoration? I love questions like this, because too many times Catholics presume people know things. I gave a retreat last weekend, just right after the show, um, with the, the Sycamore group, which is like the Catholic version of Alpha. And The deacon at our prayer time wanted to do benediction, and I had to step back, thinking of being the evangelization coordinator, and thinking, do do people know what benediction is? And then he said, well, we can sing Tantum Ergo, and I'm like, you know what, the really regular Catholics that go to Adoration and Benediction know what Tantumergo is, but that might scare new people coming in. So I'm happy when I got this email question because I just had to respond to that last week. I had to print up all the words to Tantumergo in English and in Latin, and an explanation of where the song came from, who wrote it, Thomas Aquinas, and why we pray it and sing it, what Benediction is. So it's always good to... To be more welcoming as Catholics and not let newcomers feel stupid that they don't know something. So I'm glad you asked this question, what do you do in a holy hour if you're new to adoration? Well, we want to talk to God when we go to adoration. And I just recently read something of an exorcist priest from Canada who gave a talk where he explained the importance of worshiping the Holy One, at least one hour a week. And we remember scripturally, Jesus says, Could you not watch watch one hour with me? And there are many little pamphlets you can get on how to do a holy hour, but I'm going to use the one that this exorcist recommended. And he said for uh, people, first of all, he said people who have severe illnesses or problems with uh, family members, going, you know, if they are, It's hard to leave, like you're a mom of a bunch of little kids or something like that, or you're taking care of elderly parents. Maybe you can do a half an hour. Um, But it heals us. It transforms us. It's the best. So an example, he says, uh, for a holy hour, that would answer your question. He says, the first 15 minutes go in front of Jesus in the Eucharist. Oh, I want to back up a little bit. When you go into the Adoration Chapel, you come in and you kneel on both knees because Jesus Christ is present there in the Eucharist, just as if we kneel on both knees during the consecration of the Mass or at the communion time of the Mass. So you walk into the Adoration Chapel and you go down on one knee and then the second knee and then you bow. So that's the the protocol for coming into the Adoration Chapel. Jesus is physically present there in the monstrance, exposed for us, and because he's not hidden in the tabernacle, we genuflect on both knees. We bow toward him. So that's step number one for your first uh, time at Adoration. And then the first 15 minutes, um, just be there in front of him. Tell him that you love him. Jesus, I love you. Maybe I don't even know how to love you even more, but I'm here because I love you. And then... Let him love you. So then you tell him that you love him and you open your heart. Say, Lord, get all this junk out of my heart. Get my checklist out of my heart of all the things that I have to do and let me just be loved by you. So open your heart. Open your mind. Open your whole self to our Lord. And just say, and love me, Lord. Let me feel your love. Let me experience your love. Just like we feel the sun shining us, shining on us on the beach. Let him shine on you. Let the sun, the son of God, shine on you. So that would be your first 15 minutes. Just hanging out with Jesus. Tell him that you love him. And open your heart. Open your mind. Dump your list of things to do and let him love you till you can feel him in your heart and then the next 15 minutes you thank him Thank him for everything you can think of. Thank him for life. Thank him for your home. Thank him that you have a roof over your head. Thank him for what you've had to eat. Thank him for your job or your business or whatever paycheck that you have. Thank him for water to bathe in, water to drink. Thank him for the sunshine. Thank him for everything. So that would be a good thing to do the next 15 minutes. So give him thanks. And that will actually help you and... Let God know you appreciate Him and that you value everything that He's given you because everything you have is from Him. The relationships in your life, even the crosses that you bear. So, the next 15 minutes, then, so we're at half an hour now, then do some repairing or, um, Reparative prayer Or delivering our relatives Who don't know him Or love him Maybe pray some Hail Marys And our Father Part part of the rosary Or the whole rosary Try to um, ask him to repair the damage For all the horrible things Going on in the world So prayers of reparation Would be your third quarter of it Prayers for abortion Idolatry All this killing All the wars Adultery So pray the rosary possibly To repair the damage For all the sin in the world And then the last 15 minutes would be a good idea to ask him for things. You know, um, things, you know... To, for healing for people, for healing for yourself, um, for other people that are that have asked you to pray for them and and you know for demons to be removed and uh, people to convert, you know or people to be healed. so so the last fifteen minutes, you might talk to him and ask him to bless all the people that you have promised to pray for. So I hope that answers your question. What do you do in a holy hour if you're new to adoration? You go in, kneel on two knees, bow to our Lord. Um, Be with him. Let him love you. Ask him, pray and repair the damage of sin. And then ask him to continue to bless you and the ones that you love. You give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's Massed Appeal is 877-573-7825, 877 5 And we'll be back in a moment. Good morning. Welcome to Mast Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective, especially this week's Gospels telling us to stay awake. We don't know the day or the hour, so wake up your faith. (laughs) Wake up your prayer life. Wake up your relationships. How do we do that? Well, if you're struggling with a relationship in your life and you need to mend that or a decision you're trying to make, I can help you think through that. Give us a call with your question or personal problem. This is Colleen Kelly Mast on Mast Appeal. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. Eight seven seven five pep talk also going to ask you a favor generally I get lots of emails after the show and I try to answer them in between things but this week I'm going to ask you to send me 10 emails Um, Well, not one person sent ten, but I'd like a good ten emails for questions for a pre-recorded show that we have to record this week that will be played over the holidays. And so I need some extra email questions from you to pre-record into a show that will be played in December, actually. So, send email questions. If you couldn't get on the air with your questions sometime, or you thought, oh, I don't want to say this out loud, I don't want anybody to hear my voice, this is the week to send some extra email questions to help put together one of our pre recorded shows that we'll be recording next week. So, thanks for that favor in advance. Send me your email questions for a pre recorded show. Also, I wanted to let you know people have been emailing me already and saying that they wanted, um, to talk about gifts again, we talked about gift giving last year, so let's do that again. And somebody have people have sent in ideas of gifts. And we had last year people who have either received a really good gift have a good gift idea. People that sell things. We had this gal who sells beautiful Catholic candles, candles that are um, are beautiful and healthy and have beautiful messages on them like Our Lady of Guadalupe candle but these are not like the dollar store ones I mean these are beautiful candles so she called in and she sold some candles I know Susan Burry calls in with some of her um, uh, muscle t- mistletoe mouse books so let's do that on November 25th we'll be, we'll be live here on Thanksgiving weekend that's Saturday and a lot of people think that is you know the big shopping time so if you have a, a gift you want to share or have some good ideas of gifts you received or gifts you've made. So we'll do a Christmas gift idea show on Saturday, the 25th, um, and it'll be live. So think of that ahead. But the the emails are separate for a different time. Okay, and for now, give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877-573. Seventy-eight twenty-five eight seven seven five pep talk Molly from Maryland, listening on the EWTN app. Welcome to the show, Molly. You are on the air now. How can I help you? Hi, Colleen.
6: I, I guess I just wanted to say first, um, it's, it's not a coincidence I'm calling about this question on Veterans Day, and I'd like to thank all those that have voluntarily raised their hand to protect and serve and family members in the past for the wonderful freedoms we have for life. Oh yeah. The second part of my question is I was raised by a, a pro-life family, pro-life obstetrician dad, um just always believed in life and I I guess what I'm calling about is I um Students for Life of America is a wonderful nonprofit and mm-hmm. I um I I don't know how to say it. I was so taken aback. They had a post um uh it was like 2 days ago and it said Ohio this is what you voted for. Oh, real images. oh, oh! And no, no. What I I I took it to my priest the day after. I said, Father, look at these pictures. Now I I am pro-life, but when I I guess what I'm saying, I wanted to ask. Um, I know it's supposed to be in the world and not of it. I know we donate to the pregnancy care center. I know we pray, et cetera. But if you see these pictures, and I took pictures of the pictures to keep on my cell phone, I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but I, first of all, it just, I I wanted to ask your opinion. Like, this, anyone who sees these pictures cannot believe that it's murdering A person. I know. So I I would like to know I, I I don't want to say I'm going to put them on Facebook, but I just think it was a shock to me and I already thought it was murder. How like how should we respond?
0: Yeah. Oh my heart is crushed, Molly, when I think of these poor little babies. Being ripped apart or burned, oh my, I, my, I just get so sick about abortion it's but I just feel such like a horrible everyone, thing children
6: went to Catholic schools I went to, I feel like everyone should see these pictures because mm-hmm. when you see the pictures, yes, you've seen them i I'm just stunned and I was pro-life anyways. so mm-hmm. I almost feel yeah. like it's incumbent upon everyone I don't know if I should just go show my friends. Like, I did send it to two people in my Bible study, but Mm -hmm. really, at what point, you know, when you talk about what happens, it's evil. At what point are we supposed to show the results to kind of, this is what's
0: happening? I think that if God is moving your heart to show this to people, that you should show it to them. Because a picture is worth a thousand words. And you can hear the word abortion a thousand times and it might not move your heart because it's been, it was legal for so long. Even when we turned over Roe v. Wade, a state like mine, I'm in Illinois, ashamed to say Illinois started bragging that you can come from our nearby states and we will have extra killing, no, extra, they would say abortion, at the, the borders of the state for people coming over from Indiana or Wisconsin or Missouri. It is horrible here. And I just get sick to my stomach Thinking about the acceptance and even the um, the celebration of abortion and what happened in Ohio just makes me sick thinking about it. And I think that Molly, if God is moving you to to show people those pictures, I would do it because it makes a big difference. You're right. You can say the word, "Oh, abortion is is uh, is, is now promoted and they've changed the laws and your kids can get it without their parents' permission." But they aren't thinking about what is really happening. If there's a movie that is super violent with blood and guts, they rated R, right? And adults, go see it. And they think, oh, it's, they get desensitized to the killing. I think we've been desensitized to abortion as well. And I don't think that the showing the pictures is going to be a wrong thing to do. I think showing it helps bring this to people's attention. And so in whatever way you believe God's calling you to show those pictures, whether it is on on your phone, you could bring it up very simply and say to your friends like, oh, I was just so distraught by the decision in Ohio. Have you seen an abortion picture lately? Do you see what they do to the babies? Do you see how they kill them? And just bring it up in individual conversations or post it because You're expressing your response, your feeling to what just happened in Ohio. And many states will follow. And so I think to bring that to to their attention would be a good thing to do. It might be ugly to start. Well, and it because it helps them see the evil and the violence right on your phone or on your website. So, I'd say Molly, if you're being called to do that, somebody's got to take a stance and somebody's and the the only way we're going to continue to educate people is by letting them see exactly what this murdering babies looks like. So, I'm proud of you. I think you should go ahead with I that, Molly. I want
6: people to see this website, though. It's, I didn't mean to interrupt, but the Students for Life is a wonderful website when they're doing great things on college campuses. So I just okay. want to encourage people with it. Thank
0: great. you Great. So okay. You're welcome. Bye. Studentsforlife.org. Okay. Thank you so much. God bless you. Yeah, our heart should ache when we hear about the slaughter. There are babies being killed right now. We pray. We picket. We write letters. And they're still doing it.
3: It's time for Family Man with Dr. Gregory Popcha. Did you know everything about Catholic family life is a prayer? Because of sacramental grace, when families do all the normal things we already do, but do them with the intention of sharing Christ's love with each other, we're praying. When you hug your kids, hold them an extra second and give them a hug from God, too. When you make a meal, ask the Blessed Mother to help you make it in the same spirit she served her son. When you discipline your kids, take a moment to pray together and ask God to help you learn to take even better care of each other. Inviting God's grace into everything we do is how normal, messy families become real domestic churches. To discover more ways your family can celebrate the liturgy of domestic church life, check out the newest editions of Parenting with Grace and visit CatholicCounselors.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck, but you can call me Family Man. To discover more ways faith can enrich your life, visit CatholicCounselors.com.
7: Speaking about the success the state of New York was having with fighting the coronavirus, Governor Andrew Cuomo insisted that God didn't make things better. Man's hard work did, he said. Bishop Robert Barron addressed this issue in a very powerful YouTube video on the nature of God, reminding us what is written in the book of Isaiah. Lord, it is you who has done everything we have accomplished. Now, of course, Bishop Barron elaborated on that. We're grateful to God for what we're able to accomplish. I have spent years in the communications industry as a reporter, press secretary for the Wayne County Executive, the biggest county in Michigan, and as a communications strategist with my own company. I've covered politics and worked for politicians. I've come to firmly believe that if you're not grounded in public service and in God before you go into politics, you will become consumed by the power and actually start to believe you are God. This has been a Christ Center Communication Message. I'm Vanessa Denha Garmo, a communications evangelist.
0: Good morning. Welcome to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio. Where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show is 877 573 7825 pep talk This is Colleen Kelly-Mass. I'm a certified life coach, a mother, a wife, a author, a speaker. I'm second oldest of nine children, and I'll understand your problems because... Our family has had a lot of those same problems already, but you might come up with something new. But we'll look at those gifts of the Holy Spirit. How can the Holy Spirit help us look at this problem and take that next step to solve it? The gifts of the Holy Spirit that I had to memorize back when I was confirmed, wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord, which is called recently awe of God. But know that wisdom is making judgments about what we see today and making decisions about what we're doing today based on our eternal end. And we grow in wisdom, hopefully, through those struggles of life and sometimes those crosses of life. But we're called right now to love. And actually, I, I still was thinking about um, Tuesdays, Tuesday mornings reading about, from St. Paul about love being sincere. Is your love sincere? Ask yourself that question. Do you hate what is evil? thought of that one after our last caller molly do you hold on to what is good do you love one another with mutual affection even in your own home is there a cold, cold war going on or do you greet one another with mutual affection like saint paul says in his letter to the romans he says do not grow slack in zeal are you a little slow on zeal Give me a call or keep listening. Maybe we'll we'll grow in that. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord, St. Paul says to the Romans. Rejoice in hope. Okay, don't get discouraged. Don't get despairing. Rejoice in hope. Endure in affliction. If you're struggling with some kind of affliction right now, maybe I can offer you some comfort or encouragement. Persevere in prayer, he says. Don't give up. Don't give up on God. Contribute to the needs of the holy ones. Exercise hospitality. Have you had anybody over lately? Doesn't it make you clean your house more if you're having somebody over after mass tonight or for somebody after breakfast tomorrow? Exercise hospitality. And Paul says, Bless those who persecute you. If you're struggling with that or even how to forgive, give me a call. The number to get on today's Mass Appeal is eight seven seven. 573 pep talk So Paul says, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Have the same regard for one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. That is a power-packed letter, epistle, from St. Paul to the Romans. That's in Romans chapter 12. All those tasks were called to do. This is how we love. This is how we love God. And give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825 877-5 Pep Talk Nicole just called, but she could not stay on the air. Nicole from Michigan, listening on Ave Maria Radio, the producer of this show. By the way, if you want to hear the archives of our show, if you want to hear it again or um, and or download the podcast to listen somewhere else, you can go to AveMariaRadio.net. AveMariaRadio.net. Look up Mass Appeal. Go in the archives and this date of the show. You'll find it, and you can download it or play it. So, Nicole... Said her elderly mother has advanced Alzheimer's and now they're faced with a decision if she should have surgery to prevent bed sores. There must be something wrong with her colon because she said it might be a colonoscopy. They're struggling as a family to decide what is best. Prevention might affect her health. So just not to do or not to do or just should they not do anything if the... Prevention of something else might mess up her health more, or do they let her go on comfort care? Oh, good question, Nicole. If you couldn't stay on the air, I guess Melissa said you were driving or something, so hope that you're listening. So this is a very difficult decision, but actually we've had to make that with both of my parents uh, that uh, in deciding on their care when they were getting near the end, and uh, which reminds me, happy Veterans Day to my dad, who fought in World War II. Okay, so... She has advanced Alzheimer's. She's sick. She has a lot of other things going on, and they're deciding what's best. So to have a colonoscopy or do a test to, in hopes of preventing bed sores, that might affect her health, or whatever tests they might do might affect her health, or treatments they might do that affect her health. We have to weigh that carefully, and the church tells us to look at what are the benefits versus the drawbacks of that procedure. Is it going to increase her her lifespan, her quality of life? Um, is will it will give her a greater opportunity to reconcile with God? You know, so we look at the will this. Help us. And Pope John Paul II, he decided, you know, he would get a feeding tube so he could continue his ministry. But a feeding tube isn't required. So you look to see what is required, you know, to give them some oxygen and give them comfort and pain relief, and what is not required. So with both of my parents, we had a decision to make, and both of them had different outcomes. One of them, with when my dad had pneumonia, they thought he was going to die any day, and the, he. They also found something in his gut, and they wanted to do the endoscopy and go inside and check his gut to see what else was, you know, if this was contributing to the problem, or, you know, did he have a digestive problem that they could treat. and. Dad was kind of in and out, so we did talk to him about it. I talked to my brothers and sisters and we we're like, No, just cure his pneumonia you know. <laughs> let's let's not invade him and do something else that would you know, make him uncomfortable and find another disease that's going on when the guy's, you know, pretty much just a very, very sick anyway. Let's just stay with the course of treating the pneumonia and not add something else to it. And so he did, because they thought he was going to die soon anyway. Well, they did treat the pneumonia, and he did live nine more months. Um, so he, we did, never had to go get that other test. Uh, with my mom, it was something different. Um, she had, they found she had a lump on her neck. And this is after she could barely eat, could barely swallow. She was, her body was trying to shut down in a lot of other ways. So you could tell, like, she was on the path toward death toward meeting her next end or meeting her end of this life and meeting her next life and they wanted to know if they wanted us to do radiation or chemotherapy well then we looked at would the benefits outweigh the risks and in, looking, in listening to the doctors and the medical advice and discussing with each other, like she'd probably die of the radiation or the chemo um, because she was in such feeble condition anyway. She barely knew what was going on, and it, it wouldn't have helped her to, to go through a treatment that did more harm than good. And so we decided not to go ahead with that treatment. She lived a few more lump, uh, months, we did put her on comfort care, and so the the, the tumor that was just starting to grow in her neck didn't hurt her. She did have to go stay on like a liquid kind of a diet with that they would, you know, gel up and th- thicken a little bit. So we, we gave her all the care that we could, but no extraordinary treatments. And so that is what... The, the hospice people help you decide. If you want to meet with people who are in hospice, a good hospice nurse and a good hospice administrators will give you the, the pros and the cons and help you um, think about what your benefits are versus what the drawbacks are for the person. So I would, even if she's not on hospice now, talk to the hospice people because they would know whether, you know, the certain medications or certain tests would be helpful or not. So it's not required to do extraordinary things at this stage of life, um, but we do want to do whatever we can to encourage and, and uh encourage them if their if their body's trying to heal and trying to get better we want to do everything we can to get them better if their body's uh, ready to check out we don't want to get in god's way so that's the the basics i hope that helps you nicole god bless you all right um you give us a call too with your question or personal problem we've got another hour and 10 minutes here on the show it's time for our break and we'll be back to talk to kathy from south dakota right after this message
8: what is heaven Where is it? How do we get there? Almost from the moment we arrive on earth, we wonder where we're going when we leave it. According to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, Heaven is where we are in society with the life and love of the Holy Trinity, the Virgin Mary, the angels, and all the blessed. Heaven is the ultimate end and fulfillment of the deepest human longings, the state of supreme, definitive happiness. Being in Heaven, says the Catechism, is to be with Christ, The elect, the Catechism states, live in Christ, yet they retain their own name, finding their true identity. How do we get to heaven? The Catechism lays out the route. We are baptized in the faith, and then we must live it, so that we die in God's grace and friendship. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism.
2: You're listening to Ave Maria Radio. Ave
6: Maria
9: Radio.
2: The Heart of the Interior Life, with Elizabeth Jangle.
9: How does God act when a person moves closer to Him? St. Ignatius of Loyola writes in the second of his 14 Rules for the Discernment of Spirits, And it is proper to the good spirit to give courage and strength, consolations, tears, inspirations, and quiet, easing and taking away all obstacles, so that the person may go forward in doing good. God gives courage and strength to help a person continue to rise from good to better. God also gives consolations and tears. Consolation is a happy, uplifting movement of the heart that assists us in our service to the Lord. Tears reflect the working of God's grace within our hearts. God also gives inspirations that lead to spiritual clarity. He gives a quiet peace within the heart and an easing and taking away of all obstacles. So, as St. Ignatius says, that the person may go forward in doing good.
2: For more information, visit avimariaradio.net.
0: Good morning. Welcome to Mast Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic radio where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. This is Colleen Kelly Mast, your hostess today and every Saturday morning here on Mast Appeal. You can learn more about my work at my website, respectforyou.com. Respect the number four, the letter u.com. You can sign up there for life coaching or for uh, inviting me for a speaking engagement or purchase one of my books. Sex, Respect, Love, and Life, or the new Love Ed video discussion series. All right, Kathy from South Dakota listening on Alexa. Welcome to the show, Kathy. How can I help you today, or did you want to comment on uh, Molly's call? You're on the air now. Go ahead, Um, Kathy. Hi. Thank you for having me. Uh,
10: I just wanted to um, give a reflection um, in the early 1970s after Roe versus Wade, I was a teenager, and in our religion class, our CCD class, they showed those pictures. Oh, they did, and oh. it was extreme. It was extremely traumatic.
0: How old were you when they showed them to you? Probably,
10: I don't know, fourteen or fifteen. Oh, maybe okay. I don't even. I mean, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, I'm mean, somewhere. I was, you know, yeah. but it it uh, um. It was very traumatic, but yeah. I guess I w- I've been a nurse for 35 years. I'm retired now. But when, I, when I've when i met young women and people that um, are going through a pregnancy, mm-hmm. there's so much fear and they feel out of control. And pregnancy most of the time isn't planned. God has different plans than we have. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes maybe we should... I mean, not that pictures are, are good or bad, but to focus on truly what's happening. And it's, it's fear because all of a sudden mm-hmm. there's a nine-month commitment there that they didn't plan, and they don't mm-hmm. know what to do about it, and they're scared. And so right. abortion is made this e- easy, instant option, but maybe we need to focus more on hey, this is only nine months, and we can get you through this, and there's, yeah. there's other choices. I mean, that's not what like gets broadcast. It gets to be this big war between this is a bad law, this is, you know, we need to get rid of this law, but maybe we just need to stop and love.
11: Yeah, and, exactly.
10: And, and then, too, the other thing is by showing these pictures, people in their young years that made that choice to throw those pictures out in front of them, now later in life when they have more wisdom... Mm-hmm. It was extremely hurtful, I would think. Extreme. Mm-hmm. I mean, extremely painful. I mean, you look at the Rachel um, ministry and and the healing that that has to occur and mm-hmm. and stuff. And so, um, not that pictures are good or bad, but um, you know, maybe we shouldn't focus so much on the pictures, but maybe on how we should respond to those people and and them a lot better choice. I mean, I've had a lot of young. My son calls me and says. So and so, how's this going on? What should I do? You know. Yeah. And (laughs)
11: kids do (laughs) too. You know, and
10: yeah, I don't know why he's a resource, but anyway, you know, it's just that idea that you know, rather than telling them you can't do this or this
0: is bad or whatever, you know,
11: there's another choice.
0: The answer to abortion is love. It really is. You know, First and, of all, knowing what real love nine, is before you conceive a child out of wedlock. Love, love yourself enough and love that future child enough. And then to love the women, and that's why our pro-life movement is so strong to, in these crisis pregnancy centers. Can you love her out of that fear so she doesn't make that choice? So you're absolutely well, nine right. nine months is an eye blink.
10: Nine
4: yeah, months is an yeah, eye
10: blink. Yeah,
11: yeah, you know, exactly. When you think of the
10: scheme of life, you know, you can do anything for nine months. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't think you have enough love to give a child, giving them away
0: is also love. Exactly. Actually, I have a, a, a friend right now that's waiting for, they have one adopted baby and they're waiting for their second one right now. So you're right. The love is the answer. And if and you can get through a pregnancy um, if you're pregnant right now and you don't think you can care for that baby. There are people waiting to hear from you. And I even have friends that are waiting right now, actually. Um, then And there are adoption agencies that are looking for babies like yours. So so. Love is the answer to to help people overcome that fear so they do not choose abortion because they don't know what to do. So alternatives to abortion are are one of the wonderful answers. And I know what God called me to when uh, when my friend and I, she was going to start working at Birthright, and I said, I think I have to write these books on abstinence and chastity to prevent people from getting in that situation in the first place. So it's important for everybody to do their part. But you're absolutely right, Kathy, that, that love is the response to that, and because uh, abortion is committed due to fear. So thank you so much for the call.
12: I yeah. appreciate
0: that. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. God bless you. This is Colleen Kelly Mast on Mast Appeal. Give us a call at 877-573-7825, 877-5, 877 5 We've got another whole hour here. Give us a call. Your calls drive the show. You decide what the topics are today, and we'll be back right after this message.
2: 990 WDEO, Ypsilanti, Detroit, W300CO Dexter, an Ave Maria radio station and on the net at avemariaradio.net.
0: To Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you get free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. We're starting off our second hour here, so it's time for you to call. You make this second hour happen with your calls at 877 573 7825 pep talk and... It's Veterans Day and the Feast of St. Martin of Tours, which is rather appropriate because St. Martin of Tours was a soldier. He was serving in the Roman army and he met this poor half-clothed man outside the city gates. And Martin drew his sword, divided his own cloak in two, giving half the cloak to the naked man. And that night he saw Jesus in a vision. So Jesus said to him, Martin, who is still but a catechumen, Gave me his robe, our Lord told the angels. So after this, Martin flew to be baptized. And after he resigned from the army, he founded a monastic community in France. And he was elected bishop of Tours, where he served his flock with great care until his death in the year 397. So, happy feast day, St. Martin of Tours. And appropriate that he was a soldier. And today is Veterans Day. So thank you to all of our veterans. It's time to be grateful. We're in that season of gratitude. And we celebrate the reality of our generous veterans who have fought for our freedoms today. So I want to thank particularly my dad, who is a World War II veteran. He had to, I think, kind of enter early. He was was young, like only 17. But at that time, everybody was trying to be heroes in World War II and he enlisted early, I believe. But my brothers, uh, three of my brothers are veterans. My brother, Rusty, was a Marine. My brother, Jim, was a Marine. My brother, Joe, was in the Air Force. My nephew, Matthew, is in the Army. So thank you to all the veterans I know and all the other ones out there who have uh, fought for our freedom in any of the wars. We know that war is not a good thing, but heroism to, to protect and save the innocent and to bring true freedom... Uh, against oppression is a a brave thing to do. So as St. Martin of Tours did in his army to protect the unfortunate, uh, we can do that as well. So thank you, veterans, and happy St. Martin of Tours Feast Day. You give us a call with your question or personal problem, the number to get on today's show is 877 573 78258775 Pep Talk. All right, it's the season for gratitude, not just gratitude for our veterans, which is good, and and gratitude for all of you that live the faith and share the faith and do something for the pro-life movement. But Thanksgiving is coming up, not too far away. And I've done some studies on gratitude. I love uh, neurotheology and a lot of neuroscience, all this brain uh, studies that, uh, that, that prove that what God asked us to do in the first place helps us. It really makes us better. And gratitude is a wonderful virtue. There's a whole uh, gospel story on it about being grateful. The lepers, that only one came back and said thank you. So Jesus tells us, we've got to say thank you. And so um, there's a study, science shows that gratitude fights conflict and improves problem solving. So now there's a science behind gratitude. So all the more reason to be thankful. And when we go to that holy hour of adoration to spend at least 15 minutes thanking God. So according to this major research, there's a minor adjustment that you can make right now to create major results. So if you're struggling to know what to do in a particular situation or in your career, take heart. Because research points to a powerful starting place for any challenge. So think of you that are trying to make a decision. And whether you're trying to overcome conflict or just tap into a natural problem or regular problem-solving skills, this shift in perspective can open the door to brand new results. So here's what the result is. Scientists have shown... The feelings of gratitude. And we know gratitude's a virtue. It's not just a feeling. We know because we know God and, and He challenges us to live those virtues. So scientists now are proving what God has known all along when He created us. So scientists have shown that the feelings of gratitude can actually change your brain. You got that? Gratitude can change your brain. It helps fight depression, it reduces conflict. And it even transforms your mental chemistry. That's why we need to be grateful. So virtues actually help us. I'm sure many of the other virtues do. But now that there's scientific proof that gratitude can change your brain, it fights depression, reduces conflict, transforms your mental chemistry. So according to research, gratitude frees us from toxic emotions. Gratitude helps even if you don't share it, even if you're just thinking it. And third, gratitude has long-lasting effects on the brain as shown in MRI results. So maybe we need to call in today instead of with a problem. I mean, still call in with your problems, but let's have some calls about what you're most grateful for. So call in and tell us what you are grateful for. Um, Maybe an improvement of a relationship or gifts that God has given you, because gratitude frees us from toxic emotions, helps us even if we don't share it, but I want you to share it today, and it has lasting effects on the brain as shown in MRI results. So in the study of 300 adults at UC Berkeley, all facing mental health difficulties, the group that wrote gratitude letters reported significantly, significantly better mental health for up to 12 weeks After the study ended. So scientists found that capturing gratitude can have lasting effects on performance and emotional stability. Why is gratitude such a powerful stimulus? Well, we know because God wants us to be grateful. It also brings us some humility that we realize that everything we have is given to us by God or through other people, from God, even our crosses, as we mentioned last hour. So, if scientists found that gratitude can have lasting effects on your performance, on your emotional stability, we need to be grateful more than just one day a year. Thanksgiving is, should be every day of the year. So, call in with what you might be grateful for. And that will help you and change your brain. The reason that gratitude works, quoting their study, says that it allows you to always start with something in hand, something powerful and useful, instead of the thought that all is lost. Because think about that. When you're thinking about your problem, you're thinking discouraging or despair, kind of what the devil wants you to think. He frightens you. He confuses you. He condemns you. He discourages you. He worries you. So instead of seeing a situation as, Empty, this internationally recognized expert on health, self-care, and healthy living, says, her name is Jeanette Bronet. she says, instead of seeing a situation as empty, gratitude can help you to realize what it is that you really do have. You've got options. You've got things to work with when you start with gratitude. So whereas denying or ignoring your capabilities as a result of lack of appreciation for yourselves or the gifts you've received, it's the exact opposite of driving toward your potential. So call in now with your question or personal problem or call in with what you're grateful for and grow in gratitude. So how can people turn on gratitude? And then how does that transform a trial into a different set of results so there's some coaching strategies that can apply to introduce gratitude to the conversation so the first thing you can think of what is good about this well there's nothing good about some problems I mean we discussed abortion there's nothing good about abortion but it does bring people to, to prayer um, it does bring it can bring healing You know, so the decision could be good, though. When you're struggling with a decision, should I abort this baby or not, a lot of good can come from saving that baby. So if somebody was, um, I'll read what this one coach had written about it. She says, in the midst of a coaching session where Gina was trashing her boss, I stopped her to ask an important question. What's good about this? And she blinked and said, what do you mean? This whole situation where you're being treated unfairly, your boss doesn't see your efforts, this mansplaining you mentioned where you don't feel like your ideas are heard. Is there anything good in all this? And so she, this coach says, notice I didn't disagree with her opinions of her boss or the way she was seeing the situation. I just asked her to look at it again to see what was good about it. And he said, here's why. Isn't it true that everything that has a front has a back? There's always good qualities inside of difficult people. And that's not being overly optimistic. It's just how things are. You know, what side are you going to look at? And so maybe it'd be useful to first look at the good in the circumstances, just thinking out loud. And, uh, and so this client, Gina, her comment was, what's good about this is that we're talking about it and the challenges are there, she said. So, but what's good about it is that we're taking some time to talk this through. And that's a good thing because I know we can find a different way for me to approach my boss. So there's one person problem solving, thinking what is good about it. So no matter where you are in life, what your circumstances, you always have the ability to choose how you're going to respond. right? Luckily, we're not animals like Pavlov's dog that has to respond to this stimulus, like to a negative person at work. We don't have to have this pre-programmed response. We have a free will given to us by God, and we can choose because we're human beings. right? So we don't have to respond the same way we always have. So if we take time for some new choices, we'll open our minds, open our hearts, and that choice, despite whatever circumstances you might be facing, can be a source of gratitude. So what is good about it? You know, so even though you might look at your coworkers or the tasks of your day, you know, it might not be Disneyland, <laughs> but you get to choose how to respond. So you can ignore that Or engage whatever thoughts you want to choose, because they're just thoughts, you know what? And so, why not think gratitude? You know, you're not lying to yourself, you're not being a Pollyanna, you're still facing the reality, but there is another side to that. And we know, from the Paschal Mystery of Jesus Christ's death on the cross and resurrection, that he can turn any bad situation into good, even if it seems hopeless at the time, as it did when he was hanging on the cross. So now we're grateful for that and when it comes to gratitude, we don't have to fake it till we make it. We can see things differently. You know, so it's not just a you know, mumbo jumbo mindset, it's now a science. Scientists have studied that this affects your brain. There's something good about even thinking about gratitude, even if you don't see it right away. So what are you grateful for? And this will help you. So gratitude has lasting effects on the uh, the brain, as shown in MRI results. Gratitude helps you even if you don't share it. And gratitude frees us from toxic emotions, according to a study of 300 adults at UC Berkeley that wrote gratitude letters. And they reported significantly better mental health for up to 12 weeks after the study ended. So it has a lasting effect on performance and emotional stabilities. So call in today, this next hour, with your personal problems, or and we'll take a look at that with gratitude. Or call in with what you're grateful for, and we'll let God change our brains. He programmed us to be grateful. So give us a call at 877-573. Seventy-eight twenty-five eight seven seven five 877 pep talk And we'll be back with your calls in just a moment.
2: Food for the Journey, Sister and Shield. You
8: know, we would avoid a lot of difficult arguments, and just spouting off at the mouth as we sometimes say, just ask the Lord, give me the words to say. Maybe I'm rightfully angry, but if I just shout and yell and scream... What good is that going to be? Brothers and sisters, God can give us much more control over our anger, over our fear, over our language. And so whenever you're in a tight spot, just stop for a moment and say, Lord, what would you have me do here? God is good. I don't mean he's going to say words that will come down from heaven. But if you pause just for a moment, you'll get hold of yourself And you may well get a thought that you didn't have before. And sometimes it's just quiet, but it's enough to bring down the steam. And then you think what is really right to say here. You might be justifiably angry. How do we respect the other person while we're correcting them? Please, brothers and sisters, let us open our hearts to God in those moments.
2: Sister Ann Shields gives you food for the journey. Weekday mornings at 645 and again at 1130 on 990 Ave Maria Radio.
1: Ever thought you'd make a bundle by trading in or selling your used vehicle only to find out it's worth a dinner for two? Well, it's much more valuable to donate your vehicle to Ave Maria Radio. Thousands of Americans donate their vehicle each year. The donation to Ave Maria is easy, tax-deductible, and supports our efforts to evangelize. A year from now, will you remember that dinner or your gracious and selfless donation? Go to AveMariaRadio.net to find out more. That's AveMariaRadio.net.
0: Welcome back to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show with your question or personal problem or what you're grateful for. We're trying to look at the good because we just learned that gratitude helps fight conflict and improves problem solving, according to a study at Berkeley. So give us a call with what you're grateful for. Or your question or personal problem. And we'll probably look at the problem and say, what good can come of this? So either way, give us a call, 877-573-7825, pep talk Tom from Nebraska, listening on Spirit Catholic Radio. You called first. Go ahead, Tom. You have something that you want to share about gratitude, huh? Go ahead.
1: Thanks. Uh, so I heard this 40 years ago. It's stuck with me ever since. Mm. And it's a story about being grateful for uh, the little things. Mm. And uh, so uh, four years ago, they were interviewing uh, King Charles. At the time, he was Prince Charles. And he had taken a trip down the Amazon. And he said, you know, there's so much that we just take for granted. He says, for example, like bed sheets.
11: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's, just,
1: it's mm. just like those things, like electricity and the fact that the heat is working. Uh so anyway that stuck with me all these years like the
11: simple things right
0: mm. beautiful running water <laughs> my space heater yep. you know that the toilet flushes <laughs> that the garden grows that we put the seeds in yeah think of the, all those little things that we, and it does change our whole approach towards stuff doesn't it wonderful
11: and, <laughs> okay and there's the other
1: thing the old adage about um if you've got your health you've got everything
0: yeah that's true But that's... You know what? There's even more to that because there are some people that don't have their health, but they have Jesus and they have everything too. Mm. So (laughs) (laughs) even if you are like on your deathbed and you don't have your health anymore, your health is diminishing and you are in the state of grace and you know that you are going to meet the one who's loved you your whole life, loved you into existence, loved you, knew every hair on your head, and you do have everything when you have Jesus. So you're right. You have health or you have you know where you're going if your health is diminished. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Tom. But you're right. Those little things, the bed sheets, I'll appreciate those. i got to change mine after the show. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for the call. All right. You give us a call, too, with your question or personal problem or something that you're grateful for to help us grow in Performance and emotional stability and improve our mental health by practicing gratitude. Okay, our next caller is Ed from Indiana. Welcome to the show, Ed. You want to share something you're grateful for as well. So go ahead, Ed. You're on the air now. Hi, Colleen. Hi.
1: I always enjoy listening to you. Thank you. And uh, witnessing the grace of wisdom and joy that you share with us. So thank you very much.
0: You're welcome.
1: I just wanted to call and express my gratitude for a free uh, opportunity online to grow in our relationship with God and prayer. And that Mm. is, Mm. uh, I don't know if people are familiar, but there's a Catholic named Connie Rossini Mm -hmm. who has a free Facebook group called Mm. Authentic Contemplative Prayer. Mm
11: -hmm. And
1: if you join that group, it has multiple chat rooms attached to it. And in these chat rooms, you can interact with with Connie and other uh, people that know so much about the Carmelite theology of, of deeper prayer, mm. and it's wonderful. Mm,
11: that and sounds it's great. It's not quite
1: like spiritual direction, mm-hmm. but we learn so much. And I definitely recommend anyone to get involved with that group and, and benefit from growing deeper in prayer and our relationship with the Lord
0: that's awesome because as I said the last caller if we have Jesus we do have everything so that is wonderful that is something to be grateful for how often do you get a free course quite often you've got to sign up go to this website remember a password pay you know this discounted fee you know to learn something or you're afraid to approach someone that might be too busy like how do you you don't ask your priest to teach you how to pray and maybe your Bible study doesn't really pray they study the Bible so this is wonderful I'm going to check that out so It would be called Authentic Contemplative Prayer on Facebook, put together by Connie Rossini. Is that what you're saying, Ed?
1: Yes, Connie. Okay.
0: Maybe I'll link it to my Facebook fan page after I check it out. Well, thank you so much. That sounds wonderful. And can you imagine if you're people that have that habit uh, or addiction of scrolling Facebook, if it led them to God? And to prayer rather than just, you know, nosiness and gossip and what everybody's doing. That sounds wonderful. That's something to be grateful for, certainly, Ed. (laughs) Thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it. (laughs) Bye-bye. Okay. If you're on Facebook, check that out for me. I'll check it out after the show. Authentic Contemplative Prayer by Connie Rossini. A free Facebook group that helps lead you deeper into prayer. And for those of you that keep saying, oh, I need a spiritual director... Well you probably do, but this will get you a good start. How do we pray? How do we connect with God? How do we learn to love God more? And what do we do when like the question I had last hour on the email, like what do you do in a holy hour if you're new to adoration? So learn how to connect to God who loves you so much. And last weekend at the retreat I gave a, I gave the talk on prayer. They wait to and hold that talk till after my radio show so I can come over um, so we can, because they like it. They like to learn how to pray more deeply and learn how to really connect with God to to not just speak to Him from not speak um, to Him, but to hear from Him as well. How do we hear God's will? How do we know God's will? So that's great. Authentic contemplative prayer. By Connie Rossini. Thanks Ed for calling in about that Facebook group. We'll check it out after the show. I'm sure somebody's checking it out right now. All right, do we have time for another one before the break? Yes we do. All right. You give us a call with the give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show with your question or personal problem or your gratitude story is eight seven seven five seventy three seventy eight twenty five eight seven seven five pep talk let's go to Rose from Nebraska, listening on spirit Catholic Radio. welcome to the show, Rose. You're on the air now okay
13: i'm 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 getting more grateful the more I listen because you you just don't realize how much you're saying things that I really need to hear, especially when you were saying about the holy hour of how to do the holy hour, and you gave me i always do. Part of those things but now you gave me even more to be grateful for and this is a a grateful call because I'm um, I was very sad because I didn't get to go to the black catholic uh, conference this morning and because I'm having a lot of pain and I'm I'm not well but um, listening to you you made me grateful because I'm saying well God I should be grateful because if I wasn't here to hear this then I would still be having my little anxiety and, and little kind of despondentness for not being able to go. But then it made me grateful that, that I know that my daughter's there because she's a part of she's a part of that and so she represents me. And and I'm I'm grateful for her that she's there in my place. So that made me happy. So I I think that your show is very, very, very helpful, especially to me. I don't get to hear it every week, but I got to hear it today because I was home. And so um, I have to look at my cross that I'm carrying. Uh, If it wasn't for this cross, I wouldn't be here. I would be there, but I um, I wouldn't be grateful. I would have an attitude because I would have pushed myself down there not feeling well, and so that wouldn't have been good. But... Thank you so much for all you do, and I just love uh, Spirit Radio. I am so happy. My, um, have,
0: thank my you, okay. goodness, you are welcome. And you're right. Last hour we talked about taking a look at our crosses that strengthen us for the next one, and looking at gratitude and. Thank you, God, how the Holy Spirit just worked right here live on Mass Appeal on Catholic Radio to lift up Rose where she could have gone into self pity and anxiety, and now she's filled with gratitude. We're seeing God work right at this moment. Thanks be to God. Thanks for the call, Rose. Bye bye. Bye bye. Good morning. God, He takes my breath away. <laughs> Welcome to Mass appeal As we praise your name forever, Lord. That's today's psalm, Psalm 145. Every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and highly to be praised. His greatness is un. Searchable. Generation after generation praise your works and proclaims your might. They speak of the splendor of your glorious majesty and tell of your wondrous works. And Rose's daughter is at the, the prayer meeting and the, the event at church that she had hoped to go to. And Rose is growing in gratitude. Thanks be to God. How beautiful it is to be part of Catholic radio, to be here on Mass Appeal, serving you by serving God and helping everybody grow closer to God. Give us a call with your question or personal problem as you're trying to live out your faith. Or today, call in with something you're grateful about. We're trying to grow in gratitude because it helps us, helps our brain, helps us overcome anxiety, helps us overcome our negativity, fights depression, conflict, and transforms our mental chemistry according to scientific research now. What are we grateful for? Okay, let's go to our phones here. The number is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. Our next caller is Monica from Colorado. Welcome to the show, Monica. You are on the air now. Go ahead with your question.
14: Oh, hi. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. Um, Unfortunately, I have a personal problem, but listening to other people's gratitude has sort of helped me a little bit. (laughs) Okay. uh, yeah, so I have a 17-year-old son, and um, I caught him smoking marijuana in our house the other night. Um, and, you know, I'm Catholic, and my husband is not, and I think we just have, you know, different views on stuff. And it's not the first time we've caught him, and, you know, I wanted to um, give my son consequences because we've asked him not to do this, or mm-hmm. I've asked him not to do this, but my son, or my husband sort of came to his aid and was like, it's okay, I'd rather him have <gasps> to do it here than outside. Uh. Yeah. So now, and I, you know, I let it go because I was getting angry and I didn't want to, like, you know, make it worse, mm-hmm. but now my son doesn't talk to me, um, you know, where it's just, it's an awful situation. He thinks that, um, you know, dad a hero, and I'm not, and yet I think it's wrong, like, this is so wrong, he's 17 years old, you know, your parents shouldn't, I mean, I understand my husband's like, I'd rather have him do it here than driving around doing it, but I think the the message should be like, no, don't do it at all. You're right. Uh, And I just don't know what to do, because now I I tried to talk to my son last night, he won't talk to me, I just don't know what next steps are. Um, Okay. So...
0: All right. Well, you've got two men to reason with there, uh, Monica. So one is to talk with your husband logically, not emotionally. And keep the conversation short because he's going to think this is all emotion. Just say, do you, really think, do you really want our son to be smoking marijuana? Do you think that is good for him? And if he does, then you're going to have to convince him why it's not. Do your research. There are plenty of things about how it changes your personality. It harms your development. It, it uh, wrecks your motivation and your attitude. So do your homework on the, the negative effects of marijuana. And sit down with your husband and say, it, you made it sound like you thought that was good or that was okay. And I, I really don't think that it is and I really don't think you believe it's good for him to be smoking marijuana Um, and so show him some of those consequences and then ask him how can we get on the same page about this I think we need to be more clear for our son's growth and development and safety to not weaken and make excuses for this and say that it's okay we need to get on the same page about this we are his parents his His growth and development is dependent on what you say to him. You're his father. He's going to listen to you. And right now, what you said the other day created division. We have to get on the same page. We have to be united. Are you willing to to come back and make some changes about what we say to him? It depends on his temperament or personality if he's going to burst out. Or if he's humble enough to admit a mistake, or if you just carefully say, "Could you think about it a little bit?" If you think he's going to have an instant negative reaction, just say, "Let's think about this and, and talk about it tomorrow," and uh, and ask him to to join you in the for in the good for the good of your son to to ask him to ask your son to stop smoking marijuana altogether, ever, no matter where he is, until he is way out on his own, living in his own house, if he wants to do this later when he's 25, and, and that's his problem. But also then the two of you should show your son what some of these consequences are because you can't think of what those are when you're smoking dope. You, <laughs> that's why they called it dope. When you're smoking marijuana, you cannot see its effects at all because it's, it's affecting your brain and the way you perceive things. So the second thing you want to do is let your son cool off a little bit if he's mad. And um, not talking to you, and whether you send him a text or leave a note on his door, and just say, um, What I would like to chat with you and hear what you're thinking. So you're opening it as a listening session, and see and say, What time would be good for me to hear what you're thinking, and pick a time. And if he doesn't respond, Wait another day until he responds. So, you got one path going with your husband that you're trying to get him on the same page, the other path going with your son. Hopefully, he'll listen to you, he'll, he'll um, meet with you right away. And then ask him questions that help him think. And just ask, What benefits do you see from smoking marijuana? How is this helping your life? And then show him the research that you have. This is what it says is harmful to you and what are you running away from what is so bad about your life that you think you have to escape it with smoking marijuana and listen to his answers see what he's saying and help him through that and maybe use the same gratitude approach that we're having well what is good about your life you don't let you have that you Don't have to run away from. You have food, shelter, clothing, education, friends. Um, You've probably got transportation. We've got heat. We've got cold. We've got a beautiful state here to live in. We've got scenery out the window. You know, talk to him about what is good about his life and then challenge him, Monica, what would you need to do To keep yourself from smoking marijuana again or even taking the CBD brownies. And, you know, what could you do to be all you're meant to be? And listen again. Listen to what he has to say. And just ask him to think about the good in his life, where he's headed, and how this is helping or not. And tell him you want him to think about it a little bit longer. And you'll talk to him again tomorrow. So you can help hopefully reason with him when his head is clear and just challenge him. Would you be willing to stop, totally stop smoking marijuana for your own good rather than just trying to play this game between me and dad and try to create division between us? He knows it's a game and he knows that it isn't good for him deep in his heart. And then affirm him. Tell him you're made in the image and likeness of God. You're made for greatness. It's time for you to develop those talents move ahead be the best you can be and don't escape behind these mind altering substances two paths one with your husband one with your son and pray 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 before you start thanks for the call monica
3: Church teaches that jesus christ is literally and wholly present body and blood soul and divinity under the appearances of bread and wine in the bread of life discourse documented in john chapter six Jesus states that he is the bread of life and that his flesh is true food and his blood true drink. The Jews were scandalized in verse 52. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus does not back down but reiterates this teaching four more times over the next four verses. Many left in verse 66 because this teaching was truly difficult. But at no point does Jesus water down his teaching and call them back. No, he allows them to leave and even questions his 12 apostles if they too wish to leave. Jesus intended to be understood literally, and the Jews, apostles, and the Catholic Church absolutely take him at his word. Examining the truths of the Catholic faith, this is faithforensics.org.
7: We have all heard the saying that when God closes a door, he opens a window. But we often look so long and so regretfully upon the closed door that we do not see the window open for us. When a client canceled my contract after seven years of working together, I was not shocked, but I was still very sad. The 2020 COVID-19 crisis put his organization in a financial bind, and they had already been facing budget issues. I found myself dwelling on it for a few days, and then I started to chat with God, repeating a prayer I have said for years. God, bring me the clients you want me to serve. I knew I had to forge ahead and not spend time worrying about the income lost and the working relationship changed. I know as I'm writing this that new coaching clients and communication consulting clients are headed my way. I have to look ahead of me at the open window and not behind me at the closed door. This has been a Christ Center Communication Message. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo, a communications evangelist.
0: Morning. Welcome to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. And we're also talking about gratitude. There's a science behind gratitude. So, one of the virtues God asks us to practice in thanking him for everything and humbly standing before him and re- reminding ourselves that we're dependent on him for everything. He sets the Earth in motion. He sets all the planets in motion. We see the sunrise every morning. We get warmth from it. He grows those seeds we plant in our garden. And gratitude helps us. It affects our performance, our emotional stability. It helps us realize what we do have, that we've got things to work with. So we even can look at our problems and think of what's good about it. What can God do with this? And sometimes I'll say, good luck, God. Now, granted, there are some problems in my life that I have looked to say. I still haven't seen the good that has come from that trial. But I will see that hopefully one day. All right. We've got um, Carol here from Virginia that called next. She has a gratitude story. So, Carol, thank you for calling with your gratitude story. You're on the air now.
5: Oh, thank you, Colleen. Um, this is kind of strange, the gratitude I have, given a little history of it. When I was all through school, I went to Catholic school, and there was a boy in my class that we got along really well, and for some odd reason I thought, you know, after high school we'd probably get married, and I prayed for that. We graduated. He married somebody else. (laughs) Oh, Lord, thanks a lot. (laughs) And and then, of course, I found someone and married someone, and, uh, of course, he passed away. And then I found out I was pregnant, and I thought, oh, my goodness, I hope it's a girl. I can relate to a girl better than a boy, please. Well, it was a boy.
14: (laughs) I'm going, no, no. Mm.
5: And and then the third thing (laughs) is a job. I prayed for a job. And what happened? I got a call from someone I never applied on. And and I had a job offer. Oh my goodness. I had to move though. And I thought, oh no, I don't want to do this. Went to church for um, choir practice. The priest came out and said, oh, Carol, so sorry you'll be leaving us soon. And I'm like, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he said, I was told in prayer that you you have a job in another state, so you'll be leaving. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, none of that was what I wanted at all, but <laughs> what I found out, and I thank God, too, for showing me, showing me the fact. Mm. The boy I wanted to marry was not a very good husband
11: oh my at goodness.
5: all. Wow! He was nasty to his wife and had a really hard marriage. So mm. God blessed me to keep me away from that. Number two, the boy—he's been my blessing. He mm. has helped me like no one ever has. Mm. a girl could not have helped me like the boy has helped me Mm. so thank god for that and then the job i hated to come to this job that i didn't want but obviously god wanted me to so i felt uh, okay but you know Now at my age, I have a good retirement, I have good health benefits, Mm. and I had a lot of education in the 40 years I worked at that job. And it was definitely a blessing. So now I give thanks and I say, Lord, thank you for unanswered prayer
0: beautiful beautiful oh my goodness carol what a moving story that is and it's absolutely uh, reflective of the providence of god and to to look back and be grateful because you'd wonder like why didn't i get what i prayed for he gave you something better that he knew was good for you so i am moved and touched how beautiful so thank you so much for sharing that story with us and and that you are grateful for god answering Prayers you didn't necessarily pray and not answering the ones that you thought were your will. And he brought his will, which is always so much better than ours. Oh, I appreciate that so much. And your sweet voice as well. Thank you so much for calling, Carol. God bless you. Thank you, kindly. God bless you, bless you, too. Bye-bye. Oh, my goodness. Three different things that we're grateful for in the long run. When you think you ask for one thing and you get something else, and look at how this turned out. Oh, my goodness. God is so good. I love it. Okay, our next caller is Teresa from North Carolina. Welcome to the show, Teresa. We might have to stop in the middle depending on how long the question is um and take a break, but go ahead with your question. Teresa from North Carolina, listening on Sirius XM Radio. Welcome to the show, Teresa.
4: Hi, thanks so much. Um well, listening to all this gratitude, I'm pretty grateful for for what I have and um I, I've had an issue with some siblings that come from a large family, mm-hmm. and um, I'm the youngest, and <laughs> I think my siblings think I'm still a child
0: or a baby. <laughs> You're still <but>. the baby. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but, um, you know, some my parents passed away, and one of my brothers has a living estate to the home, and... Another sister passed away uh, about six, eight months ago. And I found out that a couple of my siblings went to her apartment where she lived with her boyfriend and kind of took things.
0: Oh, my goodness.
4: Went in. Yeah. And every time I I had a feeling about something, I just kept praying.
11: Mm -hmm.
4: Uh, Please let me be wrong. Please let me be wrong. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want this. And it, it, it's it's pretty painful, but yeah. I've kind of, you know, let it go. And, you know, recently, you know, I know there's a lot of things that they've gotten from my parents' house. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes I think, well, I would have liked that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I say to myself, you know what, it's just a thing. And I'm yeah. not going to let the devil Use something, and even a even like a picture of the Blessed Mother. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Th- things that are sacred yeah. that I want to possess, but mm-hmm. um, I I just I just say to myself, I feel like it's the devil working on me through my most vulnerable thing. Yeah. I mean, my siblings, I I pray for.
11: And I pray mm-hmm. for
4: myself because I'm a sinner. I'm a huge sinner, too. I'm not mm-hmm. by no means perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, and I just pray that they, they, you know, make peace with themselves and with God and pray for me that I, make, I, I get to see the face of God at the end of my time. Okay.
0: Is, is everything gone now? Is, is the, uh, the house sold or everything out of it that, that belonged to your parents?
4: It's, no, this is my 20 years. Still in it. Uh, He's still
0: in it. Well, yeah. what you might do, a couple things. I know we're getting t- up here against break. You might just say that, talk to one of your parents, or if, if your brother's there, um, who's in the house, and just say, you know, that I never did get anything of mom and dad's that would be meaningful for me, and I wonder if you have like a, you know, a picture of the Blessed Mother or a statue or something that is still around that can just help. Remind me of our parents. And so just be upfront about it and just ask if there's something that is still around that it means nothing to them that they would give it to you. And then, besides just letting it go, I think you have to take that next step, Teresa, and forgive. Absolutely forgive, Father. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing, and let God make those judgments. You know, whether it's you know greed or um, you know or just that they're um, attached to things or hoarding or you know whatever the the problem is. But take that step and forgive them. So it frees you to to even have a relationship with them and to accept the reality that what you said, this stuff is gone. My parents are gone. I don't need this stuff. It's just sentimental it's just I wanted something so ask him for something and then forgive all the rest and then as you said then you can let it go more easily when you forgive Thanks so much for the call I know it's hard when um when siblings disagree after parents have passed, and, and it's, it's so difficult because everybody comes with a different temperament and personality and uh, sin, level of sin. And so to, to find peace with that and forgive those things that have passed would help you bring peace. God bless you. Time for our break. We'll be right back right after this message. Light of the East, weekends
2: on Ave Maria Radio.
3: I am Father Thomas Loya. This week on Ave Maria, do you want to remain hopeful, faithful, and negotiate through the strife, division, and confusion of our times? Look into the timeless wisdom of the Church's liturgy and saints.
2: Now on Ave Maria Radio's newest FM stations, 105.5 FM in Southfield and 107.9 FM in Ann Arbor.
12: Fire on the Earth's Peter Herbeck. Jesus said, you're the light of the world. And one of the things that he meant by that was the Christian people understand the larger story that's unfolding in history. So as St. Paul said, as the saints echoed very clearly, we're now living through just a a short moment, a slight momentary affliction, he calls it, in this life, which is going to make way and lead us to an eternal glory beyond all compare. The secret to the fruitfulness of, And the strength of the apostles was that they lived with a clear vision of the future. An eternal perspective. Fixed on the destiny of where their life was headed. And they lived with the realization that, wow, yeah, life is very short here. Everything is temporary. Nothing here in this world is ultimately going to last except the ultimate destinies, the eternal destinies of every human being that exists on the earth. And they knew that whether good things were coming their way or bad things from the world's perspective were coming away nothing could steal from them nothing could take away the gold that was in their heart the treasure that they bore you're a temple of the holy spirit peter herbeck spreads fire on the earth weekday
2: mornings at 6:30 and again at 11:45 on 990 ave maria radio
0: Good morning. Welcome to our last segment already of Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. I'm not going to give out the number because it is our last segment. We have a caller on the line, but I did want to again say uh, happy Veterans Day to all of our veterans and be grateful for. The freedoms that we have. And also, wanted to remind you something I mentioned last hour. Um, I'm going to this week, later in the week, Friday and Saturday, be recording a pre record for over the holidays. And I would like some more email questions. So if you have a question that you couldn't call in about or didn't want to call in about, and then you can email me with a question to help me answer for the pre-recorded show for next month. So you can email me at MastAppeal, M-A-S-T, appeal with two P's, at AveMariaRadio.net, MastAppeal at Ave net or through my website, respect Respect, the number four, the letter U.com. There will be a place there that says Contact Me. So through respect for you.com or mass appeal at net. email me some questions to make up next week's um, the, the for the pre-record to create the show I should say not make up um, real questions and you'll get some real answers on one of the pre-recorded shows when I'm out of town or over the holidays so thank you for sending those email questions and I'll answer those on the coming Pre-recorded show, and for now we've got one more uh, gratitude story from Judy from Nebraska. Welcome to the show, Judy. Um, Let us know your gratitude story.
10: Yes, after 30 years of work
4: in a in a factory, my our jobs were going to be let go due to jobs moving out of the country.
10: I had many people ask me, "Are you not worried?" And I said no.
6: I pray every day. The day I was let go, I got a call from my husband that a job
0: opened up where he works.
4: I
6: was hired within three weeks.
0: Oh my my
4: goodness!
0: Oh my goodness! I am so I I have goosebumps right now, Judy. That is absolutely beautiful, and it's a, a sign of God's love. Look. How much God loves us. And he gave you the, an answer to the prayer as, as soon as you needed it. I mean, even his timing was perfect. As soon as you lost your job, he gave you another one. Glory be to God. That is something absolutely wonderful to be grateful for. I appreciate you sharing that story with us, Judy. God bless you. Thank you. You're so welcome. You. So let's think about Gratitude thankful for this show thank you for you listening i'm grateful that you're out there listening to the show i'm grateful every time that you call in whether it's with a problem or or sharing part of your experience with us I'm grateful for Ave Maria Radio for producing this show grateful for EWTN for syndicating the show and bringing it all to you grateful for all of our Catholic radio stations and this is a wonderful time of gratitude a wonderful time to to give we've got giving season coming up so always think of giving to the networks that bring you your favorite shows and think of giving to all your favorite charities and obviously pro-life needs some help right now and think of giving your love to one another being a good example of love to each other following those challenges that St. Paul gave us in the letter to the Romans to love one another hold on to what is good anticipate one another and showing honor don't grow slack in zeal be fervent in spirit serve the Lord St. Paul gives all of us great advice Rejoice in hope. Endure in affliction, as some of our listeners have. And persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the Holy Ones. Exercise hospitality. That's almost a checklist for us. How to live your holidays well? Be grateful to God. And do good. With rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. And have regard for one another. So, thank you God for all his blessings. Thank you, God, for being with us here today in the show. And I'm going to remind you continually to to stay close to God, keep praying, so that you can be Christ to others and bring his kingdom come in this world. Talk to you next week.
2: Mast Appeal is produced by Ave Maria Radio and broadcast through the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Copies can be purchased or free downloads can be found at the Ave Maria website, avemariaradio.net. If you have a comment or question for Colleen, write to Colleen at avemariaradio.net or Mass Appeal at avemariaradio.net. And listen for Mass Appeal Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 Eastern Time for free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective.